Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of Doors and Devices. First of all, I would like to apologize for this huge delay in releasing this episode. I had my semester exams for masters in philosophy and it kept me occupied for a better part of the month. Well, I hope to manage things in a better way for my subsequent exams. So, today we'll be talking about design sprint and marathon. There are good chances that you might have heard of design sprint, but what is design marathon? Well, it's just my stipulative term for referring to design thinking, the longer approach for solving design problems as compared to design sprints, and hence the term marathon. I do get a lot of questions regarding design sprints and design thinking and when to use either of them for solving problems. In this episode, we are going to talk about it and I'll give you a quick summary of design sprint method. So without further ado, let's dive in. Sometime in 2016, while I was working at a startup in India, I approached our product manager with the idea of design sprint. What I was not expecting was his reply. He said, "We have been doing this since a long time, and I think we are good at design sprints." Now, this came as a surprise. Unless he was a time traveler, it was not possible to work on design sprints for a long time as the method was only introduced in late 2015. I then understood that he was referring to sprints followed in agile methodology. While the term sprint is certainly taken from the agile world, the whole design sprint methodology is very different from it. Google defines design sprint as a methodology for answering critical business questions rapidly through designing, prototyping and testing ideas with users. Rapidly means that the sprint can be completed in 3 or 5 days. Each day you carry some activities along with your stakeholders, designers, researchers, developers or anybody who is involved with the product. Now note that design sprint is not meant to deliver the final product. Its aim is to help out clear the questions and give you a direction for taking informed decisions for the product. I'll take an example later in the episode to give you a sense of what exactly goes in a design sprint. Now design thinking on the other hand has been there since quite some time and is well established as a method for effective problem solving. I know there are some issues with design thinking and I have covered them in my last episode. but for the most part i would say it works well for designing products it's an exhaustive process going through the five stages of research defining the problem ideation prototyping and testing let me explain the difference between design sprint and design thinking with a really rough analogy just to get the hang of it suppose i have to participate in a community basketball match but our amateur team does not know much about the game however We are lucky enough to get a coach for a week who tells us about the moves and the skills required to play the game. This is good enough for us and we can get better from there. We have a solution to the problem and a path for way forward. That's the design sprint way. Now, what if you have to compete at state or national level? A week long training will not suffice and you will have to go to a basketball academy to learn about the game and the skills with much more rigor. A bigger problem requires a different approach. a sprint will not work here and you will have to go through the longer route okay so that was a rough analogy to explain the difference between design sprint and thinking but let me take a real example to explain design sprint suppose your company wants to increase engagement on your social web platform 
There are a few ideas, but no clarity on them. However, you do have some qualitative and quantitative data about user behavior. This is a nice problem for Design Sprint. You have a good problem statement and some research under your belt. The best way forward can be a five or three day design sprint. I suggest a small warm up session of half an hour to inform stakeholders and project team members about the sprint. No need to give them details, just a heads up. Every product member should block their calendars for five days or three days with no distraction whatsoever. So let me elaborate on the process for a three day design sprint. On day one, the team should get together to understand the problem space and agree on the long-term goal. This is important. Everybody needs to have a good understanding of the problem and there should be an agreement on your bigger goal. Unless this is achieved, there will always be some confusion or hurdles in the process. So you begin with an icebreaker session to introduce team members to each other so as to break any communication barriers. This should be followed by brainstorming on the long-term goal. Something like, what are the potential gains from higher user engagement? How do we see it changing over a year or more than that? Your team can take up to half an hour to define this long-term goal. Once you have done this, you have to decide what challenge you will be taking up in this sprint. Everybody should get together to decide on this. Spend another half an hour to decide on your sprint challenge and align it with your long-term goal. Once you have done this, you're all set to deep dive into the session. You should then invite your team members to give a short talk about your problem space. This can include existing experience, engagement issues, user research, or even competitor audits. As speakers are giving their talks, the team members should make how might we notes. For example, how might we change navigation to increase engagement? You should put all your how might we notes together at one place and then start grouping similar ideas into categories. Next up, each team member will vote for a how might we note. After the voting, you should recognize who your target users are, which are their biggest pain points, and how can you measure success after solving them. So I hope you are still with me because things are going to get really interesting from here. And remember that we are still on day one. Now we enter the solution phase. After you review your how might we's and goals, it's time to get crazy with crazy eights. Crazy eight is an ideation technique. And here's what you have to do. Take an A4 sheet and fold it into eight rectangles. You have to sketch one idea in each rectangle. And as the name sounds, you have to get crazy with your ideas. After this exercise, the team members will again vote for their favorite ideas. And with the voting exercise, you end the day one of your design sprint. Starting with just a broad problem statement, you end the day with a better direction and possible solutions. On day two, you begin with reviewing the votes for crazy eights. If there are more than one winners, have a discussion with the team to see if you can combine them into one possible solution. If not, the sprint is still a great way to test out two different solutions. So far, we have an approach and a possible solution. But how will the user get to your solution and how will they interact with it? This is where we start making user journey maps and context scenarios. You can begin the journey right from when the user begins his day to how he comes to engage with your app. How will he use the app and how the app can address his needs. 
your selected crazy eight solution will be the core piece of this journey so make sure you take care of all the details this exercise will also help you understand what you should be including in your prototype the prototype is a chance to see how good the ideas are note that you have to make it real enough so that you get a proper response from a potential user this is where you decide who will work on the mocks the user flows the prototype and the final presentation you define roles and the team works together in getting the design and prototype ready and that will be the wrap for day 2 on day 3 you begin with a dry run of your prototype with your teammates you can make any small changes if required this is the day when you do usability testing with your users you should ideally test the prototype with 5 to 6 users in 2 to 3 sessions during the sessions make sure you take note of how users are interacting with the prototype your goal is to identify any usability problems collect qualitative and quantitative data and determine the participant satisfaction with the product after every session make sure to have a debrief with your team at the end of the day you should have enough data to determine the success or failure of your solution this will also help you to decide on the next steps for your product it's fine if your users dislike the solution you at least know what not to do and getting to know that in just 3 days is really valuable So that was a summary of a 3 day design sprint. If you want to learn more, you can head over to design sprint kit with google.com. It has all the resources and instructions available to kick start your first sprint. You can also know more by going through the excellent sprint book by Jake Knapp. Or one of the best ways is to have an experienced sprint master at your company and run a sprint together to learn by doing. I'll share a link to all the resources in show notes. I understand it's tough to know about design sprint over a podcast episode but I hope this will help you get some idea of what sprints are all about. Okay, let me shift gears now. Do you think sprint is the ultimate solution for solving all kinds of problems? Probably not. Let's say you're introducing a new payment app for a particular geography. There will be a lot of questions regarding existing payment mechanisms, user expectations and associated cultural and social issues. It's a very broad problem and you will need to do some good primary research to understand and define the problem. The longer design thinking way might be a better process here. Having said that, you can also go for a sprint after you have enough research and data with you to solve problems. A sprint will be most valuable when scoped to the needs of your business and team. If you don't have much user research and are just starting to build an understanding of your customer base, It's a good idea to conduct research first. Once you have enough useful insights, you can go ahead with the sprint. Okay, we did touch upon quite a few points on design sprint and thinking. You can say they are different processes, but they do have a single aim of providing the best experience to users. Processes are established to have a structural way of problem solving. And I don't think there can be a single way of solving all problems. In fact, you can create your own according to your business and user needs on that note i would like to end this episode of dose and devices do subscribe and rate the podcast on your favorite apps and please continue sending your feedback to me i would love to know how i can make this podcast more enjoyable and helpful for everyone i'll soon be back with the next episode till then have fun designing